Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Emerald Veil podcast with Mandy and Allison. I am Mandy. I am Allison. And we have a very special guest with us today, our good friend, Abigail White. Woo! Hi, Abby. <laughs> oh, two of us are just loud and giggly, and this is going to be fire. It is going to be. It's always fire. Woo! <laughs> We're pumped up. Um, thank you for joining us. We're so excited. Um, what we like to kind of start with is we always like to know, like, how your journey how you got to where you are now like what was your journey to get to this point because I just find them so fascinating learning about other people's journeys of tapping into their intuition what made what breadcrumbs led you down this path like what's your what's your story well before you begin though oh sorry sorry I forgot to say that Abby is a very strong intuitive a healer and also really skilled at medical intuition. So we're going to be ch- uh, chatting a lot about oh, that's the medical a good idea. intuition that's today. Good because, intro. Because <laughs> Abby's background is um, of a nurse. So we are very excited to have this conversation to introduce yes. medical intuition and chat all about that. But yes, please start with your journey. Uh, yeah. So um, it, I was that kid that was weird and that had like a lot of weird things that I knew that I couldn't explain. I could see, you know, angels and spirits and I could see the fairies. And, um, and I had a mother that loved me very dearly and wanted me to live a life that was safe and, um, and easy as easy as I could have it. And so she told me to shut it down and join the program. And I, (laughs) was like, nah, <laughs> that did not sit right with me at all. And so I led a real hard life and I struggled growing up to make friends as well as keep friends because, you know, when you can see things before they happen, when you know things and you can't explain how you know, mm-hmm. um, people tend to look down on you and call you some pretty awful names. And as a female and as a person of color and as a queer person of color, um, you know, there, there was a lot of like check marks of boxes <laughs> that I ticked off that just made people um, not be afraid of me per se, but, it you know, understand. Yeah. And then, you know, if you know anything about me, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a lot, you know, I'm a big personality, (laughs) you know, when I laugh, I can, I start off really loud and boisterous and then I end up in some register that only dogs can hear, you know, like, (laughs) Weird, Allison. <laughs> in my head, I was like, "Oh God, that's me." <laughs> away from the mic while I laugh. And she did. I did. So, so you know, it was it was a process of you know just telling myself every day that it was okay and that I would be okay. And then after I graduated from college the second time, I went and. Um, I graduated with my bachelor's in nursing mm-hmm. um, the second time, the first time I graduated with a bachelor's in neuroscience. And so I was working as a nurse and I was 
really struggling. I was in a very abusive um, work environment. And it, at that time, my intuitive side was trying to present itself like, not that it hadn't before, but was like trying to make me understand, like there Mm -hmm. kept becoming questions of like, why are you this way? There's got to be something that's broken about you because I didn't have the language. I didn't have the word intuitive. I didn't, I just thought I was different and weird. Like I knew that, but when you don't have the words to describe that stuff, it makes life difficult. And I went through my dark night of the soul of not wanting to be here. And it led me to therapy, which led me to, um, Nikki, strangely enough, our mentor, Nikki Novo, and mm-hmm. the Soldier program. And that was where I learned the language. And that was yeah. where everything made sense. And then I started discovering all of these things about myself that just led me down this path of this, of <laughs> being an intuitive. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and then, and then of course it came, it comes out as I start talking to my mom about this and I'm living my best life and living my true self. And she's like, I was like you when I was a kid and I shut it down because I didn't know any other way to protect myself. So when I told you to shut it down, it was because that was the only way I knew. Mm-hmm. And so now you know, where I spent my entire life with my mom teaching me, now I'm teaching my mom. And so it's been such a beautiful circular thing. Oh, I love that. So now you're teaching your mom how to connect with her intuition and working with her to develop her, her energetic and stuff. That's beautiful. I love that. It's like a safer time too, right? Like that's the thing I think about is, you know, when your mom growing up, you were growing up at time, like mm, don't be weird um but I couldn't imagine in your mom's generation of growing up and having those abilities it just isn't as safe mm-hmm. where it's like I feel like now it's safer to come online safer to talk about it um and so that's so beautiful that your mom is able to circle back and be able to tap into that that's always been there I love that she must it's be been doing- Oh, sorry. It's been so amazing because she has picked it right back up. You know, everything that she closed down, it's been so interesting watching her. I was going to ask how she was doing with her development. And also, um, as we all know, going through this process brings a lot of healing and shadows to the surface. So how is she handling that? It has been just hilarious <laughs> watching her. I know that I shouldn't probably laugh at people's like, <laughs> no shadow work, but like I feel, but that's the Scorpio in me, honestly. Like I'm a Scorpio rising, so I feel like it's just, that's just it. Um, <laughs> just laugh, it's fine. I do it to Mandy all the time. I'm like, <laughs> just point and laugh. so you know she's learned so much and and our relationship has gotten better I mean it was I decided during college that I was going to make our relationship work I was like no I want a relationship with my mom and I'm gonna have one and it was very like me trying to force it and then once I was able to find the language and I was able to teach her the language and she realized that like she wasn't crazy when she was growing up and neither was I that all of a sudden doors opened up. And so watching her and being able to kind of guide her through those tougher realizations and unlocking her potential to decode 
all of the bullshit from, you know, society and crap has yeah. been so rewarding. I love how you put that, you know, mm-hmm. unlocking the potential to decode the bullshit. Cause it's yeah. so true. Once you, once you start learning how to connect with your intuition and yourself at a soul level, you do have this skill to, to be able to decode and see through the bullshit. So that's, <laughs> that's a good, I like how you put that. Yeah. I like how you put that. And even working with somebody, whether it's a teacher or mentor or even a, a family member like you're doing with your mom or your mom's doing with you is so it's so pivotal. It's almost like you said, like it just clicks once you start. It's once you start working with somebody, they just help you unlock that so that it starts to click and it makes sense. Yeah. So And realize that you've been doing. So that's the other thing that I found like on this journey was it wasn't even just me remembering because like, you know, I, I wasn't sitting well no it's it's kind of like it you get the language where all of a sudden you're like oh shit that's what that is I've been right doing, yeah. I've been doing that yeah. my whole life but I I just I didn't know. know it was a thing I didn't know right so like all of a sudden when you get that and you're like that's what that is like I've literally been doing that that little voice in my head that we have a conversation that's my guide I thought <laughs> I was just talking to myself <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I would say really... something profound, and I'd be like, "Wow, you're so smart, Allison." And then I realized it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I liken it to um, feeling stupid doing like multiplication, and then realizing that your brain is just way more advanced, and yeah. you should be doing like quantum physics, like. Yeah you know, or high level calculus. And all of a sudden, like, you're like, oh my gosh, now all of that like stuff makes sense. It's the, it's a weird reverse where instead of needing to start slow, because we have already been doing that, like that, that process, we learned how to do that. We learned how to survive, Mm -hmm. you know, without, with no language at all. And so trying to like, then do like learn this lower level math no no like I needed like this quantum stuff and once you have it now you're like oh my god like the whole world makes sense I don't know if I can do calculus (laughs) I dropped math as quickly as I could and I'm a banker you have a degree in neuroscience and a degree in nursing so yeah. and now you have a degree in intuition <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I know lifelong learner right, right? I, love it. I remember when we were practicing one one night in practice session and I don't know maybe you sent a picture or maybe I was just noticing behind you but you had like so many books everywhere and I was like wow how many books can you read at once I think you had like over 10 yeah yeah I have a number like I'm it's probably considered a bad habit in some corner of the world to like read 10 to 12 books at one time but I do it regularly I do too not that many I always have at least two two to three on the go what (laughs) is wrong with you guys (laughs) I get it I would be mixing the books together like I'd be like all three books would be like one book because I wouldn't be able to separate them Oh my god! And you know how long it takes me to read one book forever. It takes me a long time. Um, I only read at night. <laughs> okay, but we 
want to know, so Abby, how, how do you find, like, now that you have unlocked your intuitive and your energetic skills, how did you find that you were using your intuition without knowing it as a nurse? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, and now I use it very, very intentionally. And okay. so, and now intentionally. Can you share with yeah. us what it was like to use it unintentionally and then to notice it? And then can you share with us how you use it intentionally now? Just for all the nurses who are out there who are listening yeah. to this yeah. that, that are probably intuitive as well and may not know that they're using their intuition in their in their job. Yeah. So unintentionally, it was just walking into a room and knowing something, you know, knowing that a person was sick, much worse than what, you know, everybody was saying and having to go out to the provider and be like, there's something going on with, uh, you know, Mrs. Jones, and I need you to go in and look right now. And they're like, well, what? And I'm like, no, like, I know I did my assessment, the vitals are fine. But I'm telling you, like, there's something wrong. And then being like, well, I guess we'll rerun this test. And then it coming back and they're like, oh, crap, we have to send her out. Or, you know, there's this thing going on that we didn't see or just simply moving her mm-hmm. made them made it present itself. Mm. Um, and then, and you know, that being in what I found was that being in a, and please don't take this wrong people, but being in a high intellectual environment, Mm -hmm. so where everyone around me has at least one, if not multiple higher degrees, our brains are all trained the same way. Yeah. And so where as a kid, me going up to somebody and saying, I need you to not do that because something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you're called a bitch. You're called a know-it-all. You are looked down upon when you do that in a, in a higher process, brain processing environment. I'm sure that you guys also like notice this in your line of work as well, just mm-hmm. in an environment where I shouldn't even say higher intelligence. It's not, that's not the way it should be phrased, but in a, an environment where everyone's brain is trained the same way. So yeah. to, understand a certain level of intuition or gut instinct it's it was accepted in a way that made me feel at home Mm. and on some level I was called to medicine very early on in my life and on some level I believed like to my core that the reason why was because I knew on some level that that was going to be the place where all of my skills and all of who I am as a, as my brain just naturally processes things way faster than most people. Right. It knew that that was the environment in which I would thrive in all aspects of who I am. Oh. And so it was really the first time being in a hospital, being able to be who I am, even without the language and feel like I was okay. And that everything was good. And now doing it intentionally, now it's just fun. Like now it's like knowingly fun. Like I walk into a room and I body scan somebody or I go in and I like help them with their anxiety or whatever, or I start talking to them about intuition and what I can do for them and watching them as a patient flip and have them go, oh my God, are you kidding? How did you know that about me? Or, you know, whatever. And then being able to go out and say to the provider, so this person has appendicitis. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, so you need to do this, this, and this. And like, okay. And I'm like, but don't worry, go and check for yourself. And they'll come back and I'm like, how did you 
like and they just chalk it up a lot of the time to my experience level they're like oh you've seen like 10,000 patients with appendicitis and I'm like no I haven't I've seen like five (laughs) (laughs) because I've like seen it in their body you know so yeah so yeah so how has the medical like do your coworkers know of the intuition part of it like how has it been accepted even in the sense of like um patients and you know colleagues so is it something you don't tell colleagues and they and they just chalk it up as like oh she must just know or just some of them know and accept it because again uh, you were working in an environment that this type of work is not really it's believed you're very science-based yeah this is this is not Not this is very trust and faith and right so there these are corresponding with each other in a sense so that's where I'm just very curious on how that's interpreted and accepted like yeah so I you know I don't usually go in and be like hi my name is Abigail I'm a medical intuitive how are you (laughs) you (laughs) I don't like introduce myself that way although at some point I will and it will be glorious it'll be part of your title yeah right Right. Yeah. I'm an intuitive guy. Um, (laughs) but I don't keep it a secret. If somebody asks me why I'm as good as I am, I tell them, you know, I can see and and I know, and you can accept that and get on the bandwagon or you can get off and you can just know that you've got a really kick-ass nurse in your corner. Either way, like I'm good with either. Um, I feel like this is like, uh, a new character for Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd awesome. be cool. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes. I am Shonda Rhimes. Yes. <laughs> it will be your character on you, Abby. Yeah. Right. Well, and actually what's so interesting is that it you know, I'm not the first one to be able to do that. I mean, so many people, especially nurses and doctors and things like that, they or, you know, any provider, you know, all operate on some form of t- intuition. And I fully believe that, you know, if you are good at what you do, like when, and you guys know, like when you go into a hospital and you're like, I just ran into somebody who knows what they're doing and we're like called to this. It's not just something that they did because they wanted to make money, Right they are called because they've got something inside of them that, you know, is juiced up by this and they can use it. But what I also find really fascinating is that like, since the eighties, I want to say there have actually been people like us, medical intuitives who have the ability to see inside people's bodies who actually do work in the hospital. So in certain parts of the country, they, there are people who have the title of medical intuitive and they work very closely with doctors to help diagnose patients. And um, if I could find, there isn't any of those in Minnesota where mm-hmm. I live, but if I could find a job like that, I would jump on that so fast. Oh, <laughs> you should yes. just, you create know, create it. Yeah. Create it. Go to the board. <laughs> right. for- like, you guys, I can take this position. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I bet in different countries, that it's more right yeah pronounced like I bet they have that it's more accepted and, and stuff like it's just it's one of these things when you think back in like you know the witches when people were witches like they were medical intuitives that's what they yes. were doing yeah. You know? yeah yeah the healers they were me- medical intuitives so yeah. it's just yeah it's just it's with science has taken over so like it's gone so left field with it that it's like it's like we in the western like, side for in the sure. west yeah, yeah we kind of like shut that whole part out because it's just this fear of 
what you can't see, right? Yeah. Like what you don't know, what you can't see, there's a fear attached to it. So it's like, it's so beautiful to start seeing it like sprinkle back slowly into yeah. mainstream. Yes. And do you feel... And- and to be in a system, and, and to be in a system where we actually want to heal people, and yeah. not be, you know, having perpetual patience. Yeah, oh, for totally. sure. And do you feel like when um, your colleagues know that you are in medical intuitive, and then they see it in action, that they just they take your word a little bit more seriously than they did previously? Ooh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's a great question. And I'm not exactly sure of the answer, to be honest. I don't know if they necessarily don't take my, don't take it before. I think on, for some people, it is very possible. I think the ones that the nurses that I've worked with, where I've become very close to them, they have, um, they've said, oh, here's another resource. Here's something that I find fascinating. Some of them have even asked a lot of questions, you know, like, is this something I could learn myself? Um, But I think that there is still, you know, like, you know, you guys are saying, there's still a lot of fear. And I think that there's still a lot of, well, you can't measure that, even though science has measured what we do. You know, they, there is science to back what we do. And, and actual physical data yeah. Um, and so, but that being said, I still think that there is a number of people that are still so caught up in that, that, that it's pseudoscience Yeah. and actually just say, well, you're not operating from any level of intuition. You're simply just operating on your training. And I'm like, well, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, you can't argue with yeah, I should say you can't argue with stupid, but you know, like the, no, you cannot. No, you can't argue well, with like, uninformed. Until you're, but until and that's the thing. Like I know I existed, well, not fully, but you know, a lot of we can see now. Like when we talk about these this unlocking, and now we can see through the the bullshit now and all of that. You know, prior to that, kind of being in that cloud, and you're on that um, wavelength, wavelength of like, and you're like, no, I don't understand that. Um, so you flick it away, and so that's where I kind of find like, you know, so these people that are kind of like, no, but that's not. It's because they're not on that wavelength of being open to accept it. But if they are meant to go on it, and they do, also they'll be like, oh, I totally see what you're saying. Yeah, right. Like, but it's just not even in their realm to understand. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, Abby, I want to ask you, had you, would you ever train some of your colleagues to become intuitive so that they could be medical intuitives as well? Like, would you ever do that? Yeah. And I have, I have a course where I train anybody who wants to, I meet all of my students where they want to be mm-hmm. um, or where they're at and then train them to the place that they want to be. Um, the the kind of like highest level that I can think of is to be able to do what I do and have my ability to be able to actually consciously evolve um, our, our beings. Um, But it's called mind over matter becoming your own healer is the title of it. I've run it three times so far and um, the results have been insane. Um, They always are. (laughs) <laughs> to watch people uh, not only have 
the ability after I've taught them to get off of their medications, to be able to heal generational illnesses out of their bloodline so that they don't have to experience them ever, um, to actually watch them and document their ability to heal themselves. Like I've actually documented my ability to heal like a cut on my hand in a matter of hours. Mm -hmm. Um, all because of my ability to manipulate my energy and the energy of the universe and, and turn up my healing ability within my body. I mean, to actually have that data and to watch it is incredible. So that is incredible. Yeah. So your course, Mind Over Matter, you would take somebody um, who is ill or who is suffering or could potentially suffer from, um, I don't know, say diabetes or um, alcoholism or something that could be generational or and you will walk them through your course and teach them how to heal themselves. Is that what that course is? That is one aspect. Yes. Or like having, for example, like if you guys wanted to do it, like I would teach you how to either do what you were just describing for yourself. If there was something specific that you wanted to like be able to heal yourself of, or simply giving you the knowledge and ability to heal others in, Uh, in that way, like to actually do the healing for them. uh, So you don't necessarily have to be a nurse. No. It's kind of like your course can be for somebody who is a nurse or a doctor or whatever, who wants to incorporate this into their practice, as well as, um, you know, us who yeah. are energetic healers, not, you Nurse, know, not nurse nurses. nurses. No. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It's, the course is literally for anybody. And I always start off the course saying, understand your why for being in this course. Mm-hmm. because your why for being in this course is what's going to determine where you end up. Now I'm always going to give everybody the same information, but your transformation is going to be slightly different at the end of eight weeks. Somebody who wants to go through the course and learn how to heal, heal others as well as themselves is going to go through a lot more changes mm-hmm. because of the information that I give than somebody who says, all I want to do is learn how to heal myself so that I don't get as sick as often. and so because of that your level of transformation is going to change however everything that the what stays the same is that what I'm teaching you is going and what I do for you so through the course I perform healings on all of my students Mm -hmm. and what I do what I'm doing is I'm actually um unlocking their DNA to be able to hold more light and the more light you can hold, the more knowledge you have and the more knowledge you have, the more, the faster you can consciously evolve. What I am, what my soul is meant to do in my existence as a soul, as a piece of God or a source or however you want to call it is to help prep our souls within the human body to ascend to the level of like our light being families, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why our light being families are what we call six, seven, eight, nine, tenth 10th dimension is because they have ascended their physical body because they have done the work required to advance, evolve beyond a physical mm-hmm. incarnation. Yeah. So now they exist in a, in a density that's much lighter um, 
and their forms are higher vibrational. We have to consciously evolve to get to that place. We right. are not meant to stay in this sort of a form, mm -hmm. but we have to be consciously evolving instead of just allowing evolution to happen over time, right. which is what we've been doing. And there have been civilizations across history that have had the opportunity to consciously evolve as a society and many of them have abused it. So Atlanteans being one. Yes, yes. They had the knowledge and the know-how to consciously evolve past their physical bodies. Yeah. And they abused it. Yeah. And they, you know, destroyed themselves, essentially. Right? Yeah. Makes me wonder, because I feel the process again, and it makes me wonder we are not going to abuse it again, just based on humanity um, and how we exist in humanity right now. We seem to abuse things. Let's not scare the audience, Allison. Oh my God, Mandy. <laughs> it, does, I mean, it does make you wonder. I'm like, when, if the Atlanteans screwed it I up? I will tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why? Because there was the call out. Oh yeah, because of all the star seeds. So we're here to kind of like be Make like, sure that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Yeah. Yes, because we've yes. been there and done it. <laughs> I've been there and done it. We're like, it's not happening again. <laughs> well, and that, and I think too, there is a level of energy available to us that only time could provide. Yes. And so even though those past, you know, generations and lineages had the ability, what they didn't have was a collective planetary um source of energy that was helping to facilitate them and we are now 39d is locked into earth like new earth is here now it is our our job to move into that frequency of new earth earth and people will get it twisted people will think oh well then earth is going to somehow change earth isn't going to change like not in the like all of a sudden we're going to look outside and for whatever reason we're looking at basically an avatar-ish planet you know we're not going to look cool. outside and some Pandora's and say, it will be cool it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what will change is our vibration yeah. and as our vibration changes and we're fully supported by the new vibration that the earth is able to hold then we're going to make better decisions which is going to further our ability to have more consciousness and evolve more and enter more into love and with that comes better better outcomes within our society which changes society then yeah so mm -hmm. You know, and eventually then we'll we'll see ourselves elevate, right? And see what happens when we elevate as a consciousness and what that ends up doing to our planet. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously no reason to be scared, guys, because no. <laughs> nothing, of, nothing of what I am teaching is going to like happen tomorrow. Like what I am doing is simply opening up doors that yeah. allow for better choices and better questions and laying down the foundations so yeah. that when a woman gets pregnant, for example, or a man passes on his seed, what ends up happening is, is that they are holding more light and more information. And when that new soul, that more advanced soul, and we're seeing it now already, when those more advanced souls come through, when we reincarnate back into this planet, yeah. what ends up happening is, is that that higher level vibration that we already are 
can mm-hmm. be supported. Yeah. And yeah. we just continue on. Yes. Yeah. And we continue doing that work. So yeah. it's, it's, there are levels, <laughs> there are steps. Well, totally. And like, and you think of the brain, like how much we do not utilize the brain, right? That's science. We know that mm-hmm. we do not use, we, I don't even, I don't know what the percentage is. Uh, you probably like 20%. Yeah. So this is something that is accepted. Everybody's like, oh yeah, we only use 20% of the brain. And it's like, so when you kind at of one time. That, at yeah. one time. So when you think yeah. of that analogy of like, in my head, it kind of like looks like when these new souls are coming in, that they're able to access more of that and more of that. So we know there's room to access more, um, which so it's like, again, kind of like cradling that like, mm, this like, spiritual unknown versus like, but we know we don't use mm-hmm. all of our brains. So what happens if we do? Why Why is the society not asking that, <laughs> right? Like the people that are kind of like clouded or, you know, not open to this stuff. It's yeah. like, seriously, what would happen if we access more? So it feels like these new souls, these new babies coming in are in a way of like, we're creating that space for them to access more yeah. of what they can. Yeah. And to anchor cool. in more light. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. I, I you to just teach your colleagues how to do medical intuition and then that can sprinkle out sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. so that all the doctors and nurses are all medical intuitives so that we can save a bunch of time so much time saving right yeah. and probably save us all a lot of money yes, <laughs> right? time and money and headache that like, is the ugh. that is the new the new healthcare system is full of medical intuitives and there's no and it's full of healers and there's no prescribed anything other than plant medicine or herbs or tea energy energy healing yeah that is way that's the way it's going to be yeah yeah <laughs> and so it is okay so we talked a lot about medical intuition but can mm-hmm. you just can you just say what medical intuition is i mean i think yeah. it's pretty clear but for those who are a little bit True. confused maybe yeah. just share a little yeah. What it is because and yeah it's a good point because really when I think about what's the difference between just an intuitive and a medical intuitive really the only difference is that I'm specifically looking at how to heal the body the physical yeah. body mm-hmm. whereas in a straight up like just I label myself as an intuitive you can be utilizing your skills for a number of things right. so similar to how um you know, somebody might say, well, I'm a medium. Okay, well, that's just an intuitive who's using their skills specifically to speak totally. to people, to souls who have passed on. Um, you know, it's a like psychic. It's, it's yes, like a psychic. We're is... all intuitive, but we're specializing in one area yes. type of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. It's like a doctor who specialized in pediatrics, for mm-hmm. example. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that... And I also, to be honest, like I struggle with even like saying that I'm a medical intuitive because I feel like in some way it makes people think that I can't do other things, that I can't do a clarity reading or that I can't do a soul retrieval or that I can't do astral projection. And like the fact of the matter is like I do it all. And then all of my courses that I teach are in like my masterminds, I do integrate it all. And but then you have multiple um, so, labels though, right? Like I don't think we have yeah. to stick ourselves with one label. Yeah. It's like I'm an I'm an empath, I'm a medical intuitive, I'm a right? Like it I don't think there should be even like 
generalize. Yeah. Unless you were going to specifically work in just one field. Like if you were like, I'm a medical intuitive, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm specializing in. Then I think that's fine. Yeah. But as somebody who's more uh, holistic in the type of uh, intuitives and healings that they provide, I think it needs to be more generalized for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I do see the, I see the value in telling people that I'm a medical intuitive, which is why I don't shy away from it because there are very few healers. And I just taught, I just had the pleasure of teaching um, a group of intuitives, young intuitives today, actually that, and I was specifically teaching them about how to body scan, which is like the entry level, right? We, you know, learn this insulting entry level into medical intuition. And I was very clear, like not, there is a level to being a medical intuitive that is scary for some intuitives because there's a level of control you do not have. And there's a level of distance you don't have. That's why you see a lot of intuitives saying, I don't want to do body healing work because I don't get to control. Like I can turn around and that person can come back to me. My client can come back to me and say, well, I'm still sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And like, while I have the knowledge and the understanding and why I can explain that, there are a lot of intuitives out there who somehow missed that part in their education and they have that gap. And so what ends up happening is they go into a shame spiral. Uh, and they get stuck there because they feel like they're a, they're stupid and they don't have power and and all of that and so it's easier for them to say well I'm just going to do soul retrievals because there's a level of distance in that of being able to say well I'm going to call your soul in and now I'm telling you your soul your that piece of soul is there so believe it <laughs> believe yeah. it because it's there where you know, and somebody is going to be like, well, how am I going to prove you wrong? I either believe you or I don't. Whereas if I'm coming to you saying, hey, I've got this rash on my skin and two days later go or two days go by and they still got a rash on their skin, then they can be like, I still have this rash on my skin. Right. What are you doing? You must yeah. be a charlatan. Right. Yeah. And so there's a level of distance in other forms of healing that I very clearly told these young intuitives, I said, you have to be very honest with yourself and with your clients and understand where your power comes from. And remember that those that do not want to be healed will not be healed. Right. And so, and of course this, this goes in every form of healing that intuitives do, no matter what it is, whether it's energy or physical stuff. Right. But it's a lot easier for people to understand it when all you're doing is energy. It's a lot easier. There's a lot more forgiveness when you go to a Reiki session and you walk out of your Reiki session and two days later, you still get a cold. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes and says, well, I'm going to sue the Reiki teacher. She yeah. must have done that Reiki wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, yeah. But I do feel like uh, as somebody who is a medical or like I could do the body scan and I can do tapping into the, to the body. And, you know, we do healings. See that, but I, I feel very strongly that if I had your background, for example, as a nurse, it would just level up my ability to be a medical intuitive because I would have that knowledge of what it is that I'm seeing or, yeah. you know, even like how the body works and because you don't I'm, know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. And so like, I can look at a body and be like, I have no idea that that's a spleen. Uh, I have no idea where all the body parts fit Um, Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where it's kind of like mm, yeah having that medical background that body background to be able to you can 
pick up on that where it's and you like have the language yeah the language and and the, just that knowledge like again like when spirit's talking to you and I keep getting like the message to um like learn about history and stuff like that because again like they, they need the memories in my head to be able yes. to show it to me to be yeah. able to and so if I don't know it it's hard for that to fully come through so, you know I, I agree with the body scanning like I don't have that background. So to me, I'd be like, great. I'm, I'm <laughs> scanning you. There's something happening there, but I got no idea. I'm being pulled to yeah. this area. I'm being but... to, yeah. Is that Maybe like... you should go to the doctor. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yes. And, and education, of, you know, exactly like what you're talking about, Ali, is exactly what I teach in Mind Over Matter. And, and yeah. the best part is, is that you don't need as much as you think you do. But I do tell people, like, no matter what area of intuition you want to go in or, you know, what you're interested in, follow your interest, follow your curiosity. There is nothing that is wasted, even if you're a person who's like, well, I just love reading fantasy novels. Believe me, have that stuff in those fantasy novels (laughs) as practical application and your guides will use it to help you help others in whatever way. So, you know, read, watch, I mean, TV, movies you know, whatever it is, watch it and catalog it. And it doesn't mean that you have to be like, everything then becomes work. But just know that they're like, if you want to spend five hours watching, you know, Netflix, something important is going to come out of it. Yeah, it is. Well, because like, I've been, um, I was saying to Mandy, like, I've been called to watching, you know, these kind of like, Outlander. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes, I wish she just calls you out, Outlander. Outlander. I know, but it's Outlander's not the only one, Mandy. Um, <laughs> I have, like there was eighteen eighty three, so all of these like historical, and I'm like, and I've just been like fascinated, and I've been like googling, and I'm like, oh, is that how it really was? And and all of these things, and then I started to realize like all of this was coming in to help uh, give me a reference point, yeah, from when I'm going into past lives for Akashic Records, and I'm and they're yes. show now they're showing me scenes, and I'm like, oh, yes. using this right, and yes. I'm like, and so I don't know how many times in my readings I'll be like, so in Outlander, <laughs> this is what. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but to have that kind of like, like, she has no idea. Like, she's dense. (laughs) How do we get this message through to her when she's like, (laughs) so watching hours and hours of Outlander, which I have been doing, um, it has given me all of this, like, even just history of knowing and reference for me for past lives. Yeah. I love it. I do too. Yeah. Obsessed. I know that's so funny. (laughs) I wish I could tell you that I was different. I'm not. I'm exactly the same. Right? We're all weird. We're all weird. I know. I'm like, I spend time like on my phone researching out like the times. Like, I've now I'm obsessed with going to Scotland. (laughs) Like, I don't know how many times I've gone on Google Maps and I'm like, oh, I want to go there. I'm even following on Instagram Scotland something. I'm just like completely engrossed into well, it. Well, obviously we're gonna go to Scotland yeah, together. Let's go. <laughs> when Vikings was on, I went down a whole hole. <laughs> Let me tell Damn. you. Like, I need to watch it. It was pretty awful. It was awful. Is it really good? 
it was yeah but the same same sort of thing like binged binged it and just became so super like into going to Norway and Sweden and all this I stuff. need to just yeah. travel when Mandy and I went traveling to Vernon in in Canada here it's like um, six hours away six hours away it's not that far it's a drive <laughs> and I was like completely obsessed with 1883 which um, <laughs> the whole trip she's like wow could you imagine having to walk this whole way with, with a horse and wagon and I'm like god I'm like oh, that looks like a ranch <laughs> it, was, it was the whole trip the whole trip I'm like this reminds me of 1883 this reminds me of 1883 I was like completely so stupid I'm sorry man now now everything that I talk about in reference is Outlander so you just have to follow my Netflix series and yeah. <laughs> Allie will start posting what she's watching <laughs> I know so true we'll have a book club but it'll be Netflix yeah. <laughs> yes I need that. I need that in my life. Definitely need that in my life. <laughs> oh my god. Oh geez. Oh, yeah. um, ask you a little bit more about your course, Mind Over Matter. Do you, can you tell us what you go through in the course and what you um, like? How long it is? Yeah. So it's an eight week course where I teach you as much information as I can about how to heal. And so we start the very, I, this is not necessarily for the faint of heart. I should like (laughs) preface that. Um, The very first week um, we start with energy and we start with the chakras, but instead of starting with the seven main that are in our bodies, I actually take you up. And I actually have you um, learn how to draw down energy from the higher chakras um, Mm -hmm. in the like teens range. So, um, you know, having you pull down from like 12, 13, and then connecting with your higher self at 14 and pulling that all down into your body to hold it and get used to that. Um, And then we move into anatomy. Um, So we spend a couple of weeks doing anatomy stuff. Um, I teach you my um, actual like method of healing and um, show you um, how to effectively set up a healing space in the energetic realm Mm -hmm. uh, that are going to really help you do healing work, not just on yourself, but on others, if that's what you choose. And um And we end with learning about natural remedies, learning about how the earth can heal, learning about old school medicine that has been around for generations from various cultures, the First Nations peoples in particular, and learning about their different types of of healing, as well as like Wiccan stuff, like pendulums that I teach you how to use pendulums for healing. Um, I give people lots of lots of breath of life swag (laughs) 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 that uh, they can use in their healing, um, including like a full set of crystals and chakra crystals and um, a pendulum and a book that is amazing for natural remedies and all the things. So it really does cover quite the gamut of energy work to body work and how to do it for yourself or for others however you want to go about it should somebody be at a specific like a certain level um energetically before they enter into your course or do you or what do you say about that 
Um, the only requirement that I have for it is that you know how to actively meditate. So, and really that's like the easiest way to meditate, honestly, because in, you can chalk it up to use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. people like to make intuitive work real difficult. Honestly, if you have an imagination, you can do intuitive work and you just have to trust your gut. And so there's no requirement to have to sit quietly for two hours in the lotus position with some mudra. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You just have okay. to be able to no. use your imagination and I can walk you through the rest. I'm not that elegant. <laughs> Allison, Allison's like slumped against her couch. <laughs> she totally <laughs> am. I'm like eyes closed. <laughs> so like, she's sleep. Phone, like, oh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> osmosis. Yeah. Totally. Book a reading with me. <laughs> I look dead on the couch. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Can you share how people can find you're not under Abigail White, but your business is called something else? Yes. So my business is called Breath of Life for many, many reasons. I won't go into them now. Um, but you can find me at the places I'm the place I'm most active is Instagram. So Instagram, so my handle is at breath of life underscore healer. Um, I do have another one that is for like my shop and my healing products, but, um, if you're looking to like work with me and, and be able to find all of my links really easy, the Instagram, I at breath of life healer underscore healer is the easiest way. Um, my website is www.breathoflifellc.com. And that has everything that has all of the products that has all of my readings and all of my courses and. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll definitely link it, obviously, in, in the, the show, show notes. notes. Yeah. Awesome. technology. I know. I know. We are so grateful um, for you joining us and for you sharing a little bit about medical intuition and talking about your course. And anybody that is interested in medical intuition, definitely take a look at what Abby is offering. And you offer your course multiple times throughout the year, right? I do. So I'm going to, I was, I was doing it like back to back, but I realized that was probably not the best idea. So yeah. now I'm going to be offering it twice a year. So the next time it'll run is in November, I believe. Um, and we'll go through the end of the year okay. and then it'll run by, by yearly. Okay. Well, that's awesome. fantastic. So thank you again for joining us and thank we will see you on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks guys. <laughs> All right. Bye. bye.